0: All right, Brady. We just finished up another great episode of Healthy Voices Radio. We spoke with uh, Shanice Caldwell, uh, bariatrics um, surgery patient, and she shared her amazing story with us. It was it was incredible.
1: It is incredible. I love that Shanice is, is is highlighting bariatric surgery, and and helping to break down the the walls of stigma and and misunderstanding that that surrounds why people even undergo the surgery. Um she brings a lot of realness to it and and living her truth and in, in, in her life after bariatric surgery. It was it was an amazing interview and she is such an inspirational person.
0: I totally agree. And I love the quote she left us with it's work with what you have. So work with work what you, with what what you, you have and listen to this episode. <laughs> Amen.
2: You are listening to Healthy Voices Radio, where you will hear podcasts featuring stories from our Healthy Voices family, hosted by amazing advocates, interviewing amazing advocates. Now, here's your Healthy Voices Radio host, talking all things health-related, Robert Brining and Brady Dale Morris.
1: Del Morris, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Voices Radio. Healthy Voices Radio is produced and sponsored by Jansen, the founder of Healthy Voices, a groundbreaking leadership conference created exclusively to empower online health advocates. For more information on Healthy Voices, please visit healthyvoices.com and follow at Healthy Voices on Twitter and Instagram for updates on this podcast, as well as Twitter chats, webinars, and the 2020 conference, and so much more. Also, to get a little housekeeping out of the way, some disclaimers real quick. If you need medical advice or have questions about your treatment or condition, we urge you to speak with your doctor as we cannot provide medical advice. As a reminder, for regulatory guidelines, we are not permitted to discuss any medications or products during today's episode. Information posted or shared will be done so in a public capacity. Do not share or post any personal or confidential information. We do not want others to know. Also, do not share any personal information about other people. And last but not least, Jansen paid for Robert not to host to produce this podcast, episode, and series. All thoughts expressed here are our own. And with that said, let me bring on my fabulous co-host, Robert Brining. Hey, Robert.
0: Hey, Brady. How are you? It's so good to be sitting back behind this microphone with you again.
1: Always. It's always a pleasure to be hitting the airwaves with you, especially when we're getting to Interview and talk to amazing advocates exactly like the one that we're going to get to talk to today.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to get this episode started and speak with our guest, Shanice. So, let me just uh, real quick tell you a little bit about our guest. Shanice uh, Davis Colwell is the owner and founder of Lab Works and Fitness. Her passion for helping WLS clients reach their fitness goals and offer support for this lifelong journey is evident. In her continuous pursuit of knowledge and support in the field of nutrition, fitness, and motivation. Shanice has certifications with the National Academy of Sports Medicine and the American College of Sports Medicine. She's also a member of Obesity Action Coalition and Exercise is Medicine. Please help me welcome the most inspiring and beautiful Shanice Caldwell. Hello, Shanice.
2: Hello, guys. How are you, Brady and Robert?
0: We are great. We're so excited to have you on and to join us and, and to be a part of this amazing uh, movement of Healthy Voices Radio. Um, so I just want to kind of jump right into it and I just tell us a little bit about um, your life before bariatric surgery:
2: Wow, my life before bariatric surgery was very busy um, I well, am was. I am the mother of three boys, and um, I was Ooh. a single mom. Yeah, um, my boys, three boys. are, are <laughs> now. Yeah, 29, 25, and uh, 21 now, but um, single parent, and I was working full-time. I was working part-time, and I was going to school full-time and juggling <laughs> football schedules and basketball schedules for my kids. So it was very busy. There was no me time. No self-care for Shanice. Hmm. So kind of That's... over over the course of years, I went from um 125 pounds all the way up to 249 250 pounds um, the day before my surgery.
0: So what actually led up to you deciding to to have The surgery was it? um, Yeah, tell me, tell us that.
2: I was noticing that my body was deteriorating. That wasn't a big concern for me. More so, and it probably should have been. Um, I was struggling with high blood pressure uh, or hypertension, and you know, joint pain. And what really triggered it for me um, is kind of part of the stigma as well that we can discuss later, but. Um, what really triggered it for me was the fact that I was getting ready to graduate with my master's degree, and it was about a year, less than a year away, and I realized that I had put my life on hold to do all of these things, and the vision of myself wasn't what I saw when I realized that, when I had the vision of, of what my life would look like, um, my ideal life the vision of myself and what I wanted to look like on the outside didn't match what I felt like all of my accomplishments were, if that makes sense. So that was the deciding factor in me thinking about having the weight loss surgery. And I had done research on it on and off, and I really kind of picked it up a notch and really looking 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 into it more seriously. And I decided when I walked across that stage to get that degree, I wanted to, have the whole package. I wanted to be physically fit, have my visual self-image the way I wanted it to kind of go with the life that I felt like I was getting ready to walk into.
0: Right. So you basically wanted to to look like you felt.
2: Exactly. That's it. I wanted to look like Perfect. I felt. I wanted to be the whole package in my mind. Well, Shanice, I'm
1: curious when you decided to to go ahead with with this bariatric surgery, um, what was your
2: family's response? Everyone talked me out of it, tried to talk me out of it. No one in my family supported it. My boys were nervous about it. They didn't know much about it. Um, They were just nervous that it was a major surgery that mom was getting ready to have. Um, But as far as my mom and aunts and brothers, um my oldest brother supported it because he'd also had it years before. But okay. other than that, everyone, yeah, everyone else in my family was very um much against it. They they didn't think it was a good idea. Friends didn't really support it. Um, it was more thumbs down for than thumbs up. What do you from think People in Jim my bro- circle? Do you think that's a oh, bro- stigma? Like education or Lack, definitely lack of education, and then all of the stigma around weight loss surgery. Um, there are people close to most of the people that were giving me the thumbs down were it was because they knew somebody who had it, and you know didn't weren't successful or had passed away complications, that kind of thing. So um, it, I, it wasn't a great um, reception from people in my circle for having it. I have got a lot of people trying to talk me out of it, but I was even my doctor.
1: Okay. From, oh, for wow. lack of
2: lack of education, absolutely. Um medical professionals just most of them don't understand or don't know. And that was the situation with my doctor. She didn't really know much about it and she tried to encourage everything but the weight loss surgery. So this and there I, were things that I tried. There were things that I absolutely yeah. tried, but she discouraged it.
1: I see. So this is one of this is an in instance where you have to work really closely with your with your medical provider, to and like you said, you even researched because there's various options. I mean, bariatric surgery is like an umbrella term. There's different procedures that can happen. But you said you took the time to educate yourself and went in prepared to your doctor, right? Yes.
2: I ended up telling her about the different procedures and running things by her to get her feedback because ultimately she would be the one that would have to sign off on me having the surgery, even though she wasn't the one that would have to to do the surgery. She would have to sign off um, before the bariatric team would actually perform the surgery.
1: I see. So then after you decided to have surgery and you underwent surgery, what was recovery like for you?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. I took off five weeks, but I can honestly say I was ready to go back to work after about three weeks. But it, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, I didn't have to do the pre-surgery diet or that kind of thing. Some, some patients do. I didn't have to do that. But just adjusting to, and, and everybody is different, but just adjusting to the amount of food that I was able to eat, And it's like my whole body was rewired for me. It just seemed like it it was a rough – the first two weeks were really rough. The fatigue, um, just getting used to not being able to eat. My eyes are used to seeing a certain amount of food on my plate. The things that I was able to eat or weren't able to eat that I was able to eat before. um, Commercials. Food on the TV had me nauseous. It was just a weird and very rough transition for me.
1: Right. Uh, well, from a lot of the reading and, and production work that I did for our show today, um, it, it surprised some things that I hadn't even thought about. But after you undergo a bariatric procedure, it actually, like, reduces hormones and, and reduces, like, the hunger trigger signals in your brain. So, so things like that. I don't, um, I'm glad that you're talking about them to make people, you're giving people the full picture of, of not just the pleasantries, but the reality that it is a process. It's not just a quick
2: fix. Absolutely. And that's what um, frustrated me so much in the beginning uh, going to support groups is that it's still hard for me to believe now some support groups that I go to. It's very hard for me to believe that, People are undergoing weight loss surgery, and it, for the most part, a lot of people really don't know what they signed up for. Um, a lot of times, people are surprised at the things that are going on with their bodies, or they're expecting to be able to just because they can eat less. They, they, a lot of people think the surgery fixes everything, and there's misconceptions on both sides with patients and with society um, with regard to weight loss surgery in general, the expectations versus the realities Um, you know, people on the outside think it's it's a quick fix and it's easy and it's certainly not, you know, you have to take supplements for the rest of your life. Um, There's a, a a thing called dumping syndrome, um, which is if you eat too much sugar, and, and everybody is different. Some people don't have dumping, and some people do. It just depends. But right. there's, there's so much more that goes into it, eating too much sugar or sometimes too much fat or certain foods that you used to eat that don't agree with you anymore that can cause your body to dump, which is um, you get sick to your stomach and, you know, it, it, it doesn't stay down.
0: So there's there's a lot.
2: There's misconceptions on, on both sides. Um, people aren't fully aware of what they're signing up for, and then there are people on the outside who think, you know, who equate weight loss surgery with a cosmetic procedure, which it certainly is not. So, you know, there's a lot of education that needs to be um, given on both sides, society and to people who are undergoing weight loss surgery so they know exactly what they're getting themselves into for the rest of their lives.
1: Right, and thank goodness we have advocates like you out there, you know, giving the truth to, to other people considering, you know, weighing these options of, of bariatric surgery. Um, I'm kind of curious, you kind of hinted to this, but in, in working on this, on this episode, and I was talking to my husband about this, it's really interesting in the way that people who are, are thinking about bariatric surgery, how there's a, a stigma and a lot of misconceptions that you alluded to on the front end of the surgery. But then after you undergo a bariatric procedure, then there's the stigma, the stigma, I mean, shifts. And and it then it becomes something different. Um, I know that you've kind of turned this into your life's work now with, with, with your, with your baby, which is lab work and fitness.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very passionate about it. Um, that all stemmed from going to the support groups, and it, it kind of stemmed from a couple of things, going to the support groups and hearing people's stories, and I'm like, you know, what what did their team show them? What did their team teach them? Why don't they know these things? And I would never voice them, but I would, you know, mentally take this checklist of things and people being disappointed with outcomes or just different things like that, And and then, you know, when I would tell people you know people would notice and be like oh my gosh you look so good or you're losing weight you look really good Um, what are you doing and I would tell them I had I never had any qualms or any shame about telling people I had weight loss surgery it was just not something that I was ashamed of I took charge of my health you know the only way that I could after I tried everything else but um, it's like people's face would their excitement for my weight loss and you know my health it's like it was like total night and day. It's like it was a disappointment or a disdain when I would say uh, I had weight loss surgery or if I worked out with a trainer and it's like they didn't know what to do with me, you know, because with weight loss surgery, the weight's going to come off. You you don't have to do anything. It's going to come off. Um, So, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get toned and everything and trying to get in the habit of working out and you know, it's like everything I'm doing is being discredited because I had weight loss surgery. Right. So and, that's and where my doing- my baby came from. I'm oh. sorry. No,
1: no, you're no, you're perfect. That's perfect. It's just that I was thinking along the lines that while we need you out there, people who have undergone bariatric surgery, and like I said, they feel embarrassed or feel like they can't talk about it, and and mm-hmm. and it's it's the society that we do live in, that we have to change our culture, that that we're actually doing it to improve our health. And and it's not Mm -hmm. just a cosmetic issue. It's for to gain other health benefits.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that weight loss surgery, not for everyone, but it it can certainly decrease some of the the health issues that you have. And and a lot of people – Do it for that reason. Their doctor will recommend, you know, hey, I know you've tried this and I know you've tried this. Have you now doctors are getting on board with the, you know, suggesting that people have weight loss surgery to help get rid of some of those comorbidities. Um, But that was part of my, my goal was to try to get ahead of some of that and try to be a, an example of what can happen and what can, what the results can be with weight loss surgery. You know, you can have a better quality of life. You don't have to be embarrassed. Um, Just that each one reach one mentality for me. Anybody that I could help, I wanted to help. And that's that's my goal, to to be a motivation and an inspiration because people will say, oh, you don't look like you had weight loss surgery. Well, what does that look like?
0: Right. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) You know, Shanice, my aunt actually had um, the same surgery, and she, you know, there is so much more after the surgery that, that needs to be done. You know what I mean? Like I know that she deals with a lot of, um, excess skin that she has, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from, from when she was larger. And that's something that she struggles with. Um, is is that like, a, a I guess, a normal struggle? Is that kind of with anybody who has the surgery, or is this, a, you know, depending on the person? And, and, and then again, is it because, you know, people work out maybe afterwards where I know she does not? You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> I guess, hearing your story and seeing you and, and meeting you and, and, you know, reading more about you and, and watching your videos, it, it shows that there's so much more after the surgery. It's just not about losing the weight and, and being thin. It's about getting in shape and becoming, you know what I mean, who you really felt you were.
2: Hmm. I mean, yeah, like you said, everybody is different, Um, and there is a thing called body dysmorphia. You have those people who have been large all their life, Um, and they lose all of this weight, and it's like they become a different person, which is, you know, some for the good, some for the bad, but you become yeah, a different person, and true. sometimes your mind will play tricks on you, and you look in the mirror, and I still have those days. I'll, I'll ask my husband, you know what? I, I feel fat. I get on the scale and nothing's changed. I'm still doing everything I'm supposed to do. But sometimes I look in the mirror and I still see that larger me. And the funny thing for me is when I was that large, I've always been very confident and I've always loved to dress up. So I still dressed up and I still wore heels every day even though I was a heavier girl. And when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see that. But after surgery and I'm looking back at those pictures, I'm like, wow. That's what I look like. And so in my head, knowing that that's what I look like, the fear of going back to that version of myself sometimes plays tricks on my mind. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, God, I feel like I'm huge. Mm. So, you know, you have to deal with those mental things and those emotional things. And you have to work on yourself. You really have to work on yourself. And and there are people who, you know, like I said, um, or you asked the question about the loose skin, that all depends. Younger people mostly don't have to deal with that, but you have people that have been heavier all their life, and, and it's more yeah. of an age thing. And if you're a smoker, um, other factors that factor into whether you're going to have that loose skin. So right, I gotcha. was very fortunate that I wasn't um, – not to say this in a derogatory way, it may sound like it, but it's not the way I mean it. I wasn't jiggly, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I didn't really have a lot of loose skin. I, I do have some, um, but I started working out as soon as my doctor released me. I would, even before I would sit in bed and I had my shake weight and my boys would laugh at me because I was sitting in bed with my shake weight working on my arms, Um I just knew what to expect. I did my research and I kind of knew, you know, this is something that could happen. This is something that could happen. And I just tried to thwart all of those things, try to set myself up for the best outcome because I would go to those meetings and people would be discouraged with how they looked, um, which was very sad. That You go through that surgery and you're unhappy. It makes you unhappy. So it it just depends yeah, I- on the person. There's just so much that people do is individual you know yes absolutely yeah so
0: so you created um lab life after bariatrics work and fitness um uh, for people listening they can go to uh, labworkandfitness.com you created that to help other people to encourage other people to to work out after you know bariatric surgery Tell us what you have gotten out of it because I know we, you know, as advocates we start these projects to help other individuals, but we gain so much out of it as well when we work on these things. So tell us a little bit about what you get back out of, you know, helping others.
2: I get a sense of feeling like I turned something that could be very construed negatively, um, like those people that would always be very disappointed in the results or disappointed in, what they expected versus the reality. What I get from what I do is being able to show people that or help people realize that it's what you make it. You know, you're not just dealing with the outcome of decisions you've made. There's always a way to change it or make it better or do something about the things that you don't like. You know, sometimes you are limited if you don't have the money to get um, plastics, you know, insurance doesn't cover that unless it's an extreme case. So my my thing is to try to make people feel as good as they can about their body and the decision that they've made, and to just work with what they have. It just you I don't go. know, it just work makes me feel really good to be. Yeah, work work with what with what you have. You you say you've taken a step to save your life. You've gotten the weight off and live live a better live a live a healthier life and do those things that you weren't able to do. You know, look at the non scale victory, you know, being able to cross your legs was a thing for me. Crossing my legs and I'm very girly. So that was very that was a huge non scale victory for me. You know, being able to get on an airplane without having to use a seatbelt extender. Um being able to do so many go to the movies and, and, and be comfortable. Being able to go out in public where you you know, before you might have been uncomfortable uh just little things like that, just look at all of the wonderful things that are that come out of having gotten that that excess weight off.
0: beautifully said, beautifully said tell me the favorite part about your website that I found it is is your blog or your journal you know your 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 personal you know testimonials and things. Tell us a little bit about um about your journal or some of maybe your favorite articles that you wrote.
2: oh wow, um. I don't spend enough time on my blog. I would like to, and that is the goal for 2020 is to start blogging more and really kind of letting people follow a, a more intimate look into my daily life, the struggles of bariatric surgery, even seven years later, um, I still struggle. So I really want people to connect with me on a more personal level. Um, so that is the goal for the blog going forward. But I, I have a lot of things in the works where I can really connect with the bariatric community in a way that I haven't before. Um, More transitioning away from the fitness piece and more into the the mental piece, um, which is trying to connect with people where I am, um, which is the mental and emotional piece and very big for me. It's along the whole journey, I think. More so right. than the fitness piece, I love the fitness piece, but the mental and the emotional piece seems to be to be the way to really connect with the community.
1: And I'm I glad you like, I, I'm glad you pointed out that and you said along the entire journey because I know that you also um, offer um, for people pre pre bariatric surgery help and, and coaching, and then you will also you also offer post surgery training and, and, and coaching, correct?
2: Yes. There are uh, doctors who will require patients to um, so many months. It, it depends on the situation of uh, they have to lose so much weight before surgery or some people have to show that they've tried this and tried that before the insurance will approve it. So I, I do work with pre- and post-bariatric patients to kind of help them get in the mindset and get on task and on track with what their life is should become after they have the surgery in order to maintain and to um, get the, the the most out of having had the surgery. It's kind of set them up for success. That's the best way to put it. It's kind of help set them up for success, get them in the habit of doing those things that are going to be critical to their success.
1: Gotcha. What would you say would be the – as, as someone who's who's been through the process yourself, what would be the, the, the single biggest piece of advice that you could give to someone considering having, having a bariatric surgery?
2: Get your mind right. Do your own research. Don't compare yourself to others, but get your mind right. It is so critical because there are triggers in your life, emotional triggers. There are people in your life that are triggers for why you ended up, I mean, you know, emotional everyone's journey is different everyone's story is different but for the most part obesity is an emotional thing yeah i mean you right. know, there are there are um external things you know environment but for the most part, it is a, an emotional and a mental thing. So th- those things, you have to get them under control in order to really be successful, get some help, talk to somebody. Um, I journal. I've journaled my whole life, and I can go back and read old journals and see where I was struggling and things that could have, you know, contributed to my obesity.
1: I was going to say one of the things that I also got from from watch going over your blog and your website is that you really – um. Encourage journaling your journey.
2: Mm-hmm. That's to me that's so important. Um, you have the people that are de- that deal with re- regain. Um, my thought on that on journaling is you you need to know where you are. You need to be able to see because sometimes writing things down, you go back and read it, and you're like, wow, you you can kind of see how you were feeling or why you you can self. I don't want to say self-medicate. That's not the word I'm looking for, uh, not self-diagnosed. But you can kind of go back and read things, and you come to uh, realize or come get ideas on how you can work through or overcome things by writing them out, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm at a loss for words as, as right. to how I want to say it, it or it, how I'm trying to say But It also but kind of, like, reminds down. you
0: of where you came from.
2: Yes. 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 You know, know what I mean? It kind of like – no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my my journal is specifically for bariatric patients because it lets them, at the start of their journey, write down their measurements, how much they weigh, and it's a year-long, I think it's a 256, 260-page journal for a whole year. Um, and it has the calendars for each month, and it has motivational quotes, some of my favorite quotes. And with my favorite quotes, I kind of write kind of a blurb to kind of motivate and inspire And it has a place to put your before pictures. I think putting pictures from your journey is very important because some people will be like, okay, I'm three months out and I don't see any changes. But you're taking those pictures, you can see it in a picture, you know, from month to month, week to week and, and kind of track. And then by the time you get to the end of this journal and you go back and you kind of associate how you were feeling with you know, your eating habits and tracking your supplements. And, you know, I have all of that in the journal that I thought would be very important for bariatric patients to kind of track and kind of see how far they've come, you know, inspire yourself.
1: Right. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to, to go and, and follow Shanice. Um, you're on, uh, you've got your blog. We, we mentioned it's uh, labworkandfitness.com. We can also find you on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook with at lab work fit lab work and fitness except Twitter is just the letter in right
2: uh-huh, yeah Twitter is the only one that's different lab work in the oh, lab work the letter in fitness gotcha but everything okay. else is, is spelled all the way out gotcha so now I'm curious
1: how did you first hear about healthy voices
2: Oh, wow. I did not know there was such a wonderful thing out there as uh, Healthy Voices. Um, I got an email in my junk mail. I, I clean out my junk mail regularly. I always go through and make sure there's nothing that I, that I should see that I haven't seen. And I got an email that said, um, that kind of said, you know, this might be something you would be interested in. Would you go in and fill out an application if, you, if you're if you interested? Um and I did. I, I went and pulled it up. I'm like, is this for real? You know, and I went right. and looked up Healthy Boy Voices. <laughs> right. It Boys. almost, be, like, okay,
1: it almost sounds too good to be true. It's a conference where right. every, every attendee is a full scholarship. So so exactly. it does almost sound too good to be true. <laughs> uh.
2: I'm like, okay, this is, this is crazy. So, I mean, I, I realized it was legit and I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll apply. And I did. And let me tell you man i this this was actually a turning point in my advocacy going to that conference i can honestly say it was a turning point no. yeah it it really I, well, I made me feel it, it it made me feel like i'm on the right track right. it made me feel like what i'm doing really is important the work i'm doing is important and it's much needed it made me it I don't want to say it validated me, but for lack of a better word, I feel like it validated me that you're you're doing, you know, because I always second guess, and I don't know, maybe I'm not the only advocate that does that. You know, am I making a difference? Am I doing enough? You know, is it, you know, I I do. I I don't know. I can't speak for everyone else, but I I have those moments where I'm like, am I doing enough?
0: Right. So, I think I know what you're talking about. I think sitting in those rooms with those individuals who are like-minded, you know, are it—it it, it kind of empowers you and it makes you find your tribe. You know, it's like being a part of you. Mm-hmm. Like you found your home. You know what I mean? And you leave with your cup full. You know, overflowing yeah. and and ready to share with more. So I totally get it. You recharge your batteries when you're there, and it's just—it's amazing. It's it's you know it's mm-hmm. why we wanted to do this to continue these conversations after the conference.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely made a huge different difference and it like you said, it recharged me. I no I in, in no way had I even considered stopping. I'm like, I'm gonna keep moving forward because if I help one person, I'm good with that. Um, so right. I just keep telling my story, keep telling my truth, keep letting people follow my journey so that they can see that, you know, they don't have to be discouraged or disappointed. So healthy voices, I, I if I never attend another one, I it was it was overwhelming in a really really great way. Um, kind of sweet awesome. for me is the fact that I'm sitting there with all of these wonderful advocates, and even though I feel like it validated what I'm doing, I also felt like, do I belong here? Because these people are. Awesome advocates, and everyone is so passionate and the and and compassionate. The, the, it, it, it's it's an energy that is it buzzes, and I'm I, I'm sitting there like, do I really belong here? So I kind of seesawed back and back and forth between those two feelings of do I belong here, and I'm doing something right.
0: Right, I totally can understand that. <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, my final question.
1: About Go ahead, Brady. I was going to say, what was your favorite memory that you had from, from the Healthy Voices
2: Conference? Oh, gosh, the in, the this, the intro. That was my favorite <laughs> song. Oh. <laughs> the intro was my favorite part because it just made me feel so full of love. There was a lot of love there. I mean, it's a very family Feel it's like, like I think one of you guys said, family reunion. It's almost like a family reunion, and I was new, but I still felt embraced. And it, it it was just, I don't know, my favorite part was the intro. (laughs) The whole conference, though, I mean, so much information. The workshops, the way you guys had it set up that, you know, people that you know might get tired can go in another room and still be able to enjoy the information that was coming through it, the whole thing I've never seen or experienced anything like that so yeah the whole conference is, is awesome
1: well, I'm so glad you had the same type of experience that that all of us have there it is it is truly truly an amazing place well Shanice thank you so much again for taking the time to uh to sit down and talk to Robert and I today we we thoroughly appreciate it and we even more so appreciate you being a voice out there and helping break down the the miseducation and the stigma surrounding bariatric surgery. So thank you so much for your, for your work.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It was exciting.
0: Thank you, Shinee.
2: Well, there right. you have it, everyone. Bye.
0: Well, there you have it. What another great show down the drain. <laughs> Perfect timing great 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 interview brady um uh, Shanice is just it just her beauty is is inside and out and when she shares about you know herself it just really makes me feel um you know makes you feel like like she she needs to be shown to more people she needs to be hot spotlighted you know a little bit more and I and yeah there's there's just many, like you said
1: like we said during the show, there's just so many misconceptions about bariatric surgery, and to have a voice out there of someone who's been through it and, who, and living their truth and being able to express to others the importance of having these options to, to better their health, and these are extremely important conversations to have. And, and the more we have these conversations, the more it breaks down the stigma around them. So it, she's, she's just making the world a better place, and I, and I so admire that about her.
0: I totally agree. So, don't forget to check out uh, Shanice's website at uh, labworksandfitness.com, and join us next time for the next episode of Healthy Voices Radio. See ya.